takes in love he takes with love mm. oh down my broken path every step he takes he takes in love he takes in love oh he's running oh I've got a name for you. Mm, I've got a brand new start, my child. Mm, I've got a ring that says you've got authority. I've got a robe that says you're royalty. Yes. You just got to know my love, child. You just got to know my love. It's easy. Oh, it's easy. Oh, my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. You see, my love is easy, it just flows like a gentle stream. There's nothing to be afraid of, you can jump on right in. Oh, there's nothing to be afraid of, change is a beautiful thing. Oh, there's nothing to be afraid of, you can jump right in. Don't you know change is a beautiful thing? That's all about a good, good father. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter what you've squandered away, what you've done with your life, how bad it was. He says, I will always run after you. I will seek you out. I will chase you down. I will come back. No, that was good. Good, good. Good, good father's next. All I know is that that's what he's saying. He goes, if you're trying to run from me, all you're telling me is you want me to come run next to you. Because you can try to run, but I'll always be there. I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. Come on, I can feel it this morning. 
step he takes, he's running after love. This isn't a God that we pursue. He pursues us. He came down from heaven to pursue his love. He pursues us. No other religion on earth says that. Only the one true God would say, no, 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 no. I didn't come for you to serve me, but I came to be a servant of all. 
I came to wash your feet. I came to give you a ring and a robe, authority and royalty in my name by my blood. I come to you. I come to you. I came for you because that's the only way you were going to know what love was. You were staring at that apple, Adam and Eve, and you saw your own reflection. But if you looked a little deeper, you would have seen my love. You would have seen me on the cross die for you. And you would know that that's okay because that would be the only way you would understand what love really is. I come for you. Redemption. 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 Nothing is lost. Redemption. 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 It's who you are, it's who you are, and I'm in love. 
And I know that you love me too I am your child this morning how much he loves you come on mm. you know that brought me back to times when <laughs> I run around here and I'm always used to saying I love you I love you I love you but then I had to change it to I love you too Lord because he's always telling me before I even get it out of my mouth how much he loves me he's like I love so I'm finally going I love you too like leave me alone I love you too but he's always he'll never let up you understand that like you can't do anything to stop him from loving you Come on, get that in your heart. Just let them love you. <laughs> That's hard sometimes. You gotta put yourself down. You gotta deny yourself, right? And just allow him to love you. You let him do that. how much he loves you. feels like there's a covering of white. She can feel pressure and a, a covering of, of white in the room. Not that she can see it, but she can feel it. There's a heaviness there. It's a presence that, that, that comes in that wants to saturate everybody's heart. It wants to, man, it wants to just let you know how loved you are. It wants you to feel that. It's a tangible presence of what the Lord wants you to feel, which is a covering in his love. Mm. Come on. Come on. I encourage you to, man, get into this and sit in this as much as possible. <laughs> Jumping and shouting and dancing is amazing. Love it. But man, when you can just sit down and let him come in and sit next to you. Mm. Wrap his arms around you, tell you it's going to be okay. It's good. I believe people need to hear that this morning. I believe there's people that need to hear that maybe... <laughs> Last night was not a good night for you. But he said, tonight's going to be, today's going to be great. He yes. said, today's going to be great because I love you. I love you. Mm. Feel like you had a hard time getting up and coming in this morning, but he said, I love you. 
I love you. Receive his love this morning. Receive his love this morning. Receive his love. Quit fighting it. Quit denying it. Sometimes you just got to let go and let God do what he wants to do. So, Father, we sit here in front of you. We, we sit here with you, Lord, and, man, we love you so much. And we thank you for your, your mercy. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for your love. We thank you for your miracles. Jim Paul sent me a, a song this week about pieces. He said, I don't love you in pieces. Like, I give you all my love, every bit of my love. I don't give you just a little bit here and there, but you get it all, all the time. Man, come on. There's a whole lot more to that song than that, but man. If you're, man, we're gonna. You don't hide yourself to Jesus. Come on, mm. Oh, your love's not insecure. Uh, this is Psalm 32. King David kind of got full of himself, uh, like we sometimes do, and he went down the wrong path. King David. Then he kind of saw the error of his ways and came back to God, and this is what he said after that. There are three psalms that basically wrap this up. Uh, psalm 51 is uh, more well-known for what David felt after he messed up. Psalm 32 and Psalm 86, but this is Psalm 32. Oh, what joy for those whose disobedience is forgiven whose sin is put out of sight. Guess what joy for those whose, whose record the Lord has cleared of guilt, whose lives are lived in complete honesty. When I refused to confess my sin, my body wasted away and I groaned all day long. Day and night your hand of discipline was heavy on me. My strength evaporated like water in the summer heat. Finally, I confessed all of my sins to you and stop trying to hide my guilt. I said to myself, I will confess my rebellion to the Lord and you forgave me. All my guilt is gone. Therefore, let the godly pray to you while there is still time that they may not drown in the floodwaters of judgment. For you are my hiding place. You protect me from trouble. You surround me with songs of victory. The Lord says, I will guide you all along the best pathway of your, for your life. I will advise you and watch over you. That's what the Lord says. 
Do not be like the senseless horse or mule that needs a bit or bridle to keep it under control. Many sorrows come to the wicked, but unfailing love surrounds those who trust the Lord. So rejoice in the Lord and be glad, all you who obey him. Shout for joy, all you whose hearts are pure. Amen. Come on. Songs of victory. Oh, you're singing over me. Songs of victory. Well, I love it when he'll just slow stuff down and not give me anything. Then he just starts speaking to the family and he says, It's okay, I don't need you to say anything. I need you to just let the family speak. Amen. Just let the family speak. Come on. He's that good. He's that good. And his promises are that good. And he loves you that much. Come on. So come on, Father. Just have your way in this house. Have your way in our lives. Have your way in everybody in this room. Man, if there's a heart that needs to be massaged today, massage it. Lord, touch it. There might be a heart that needs to be shocked back into beating, Father God. I ask you to do that this morning. Let your love just overwhelm us this morning, Lord. Come on, Father. We love you. and We thank you for this. We thank you that we get to do this. We thank you that we can come before you and worship you. And we thank you that even when we're running, even when we're scared, even when we don't know what's happening, you're always right there with us holding our hand. So, Father, have your way. We love you. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen and Amen. Come on. What we're going to do is, uh, they're going to keep playing for a second, just because I know they like playing. Um, we're going to pray over the kids, and, you know, we're going to have our offering. We're just going to bring up our offering buckets up here. And, um, man, what a good time to worship. And, Man, when I'm worshiping, man, I'm not only worshiping with my mouth and my hands and everything, but I'm going to worship with everything I have. I'm going to trust Him with everything I have. So this morning, let's be cheerful givers this morning. Just be a cheerful giver and do what God wants you to do. There's a lot of things He's doing in this house and in these families, and He does it because you're faithful and you give. But we're not going to twist your arm here. So uh, be a cheerful giver this morning. So, Father, right now, let's, let's bless these babies, Lord. Protect them, guide them, give them wisdom and knowledge. Be with the teachers, Lord. And everybody that's with our babies this morning, Father God, just touch that generation. Let them know who they are and whose they are right from the get-go, Father, so there's never a battle anywhere else in their life. Lord, let them walk in freedom knowing you and knowing your love. We just love them, Lord. And, Father, we ask you to bless this offering this morning. Father, we just surrender it to you. Have your way. Have your way in this house, Father. You give us plans. You give us dreams. You give us visions. And, Father, you always say you will provide. So this morning, be a provider, Lord. Just touch hearts and just let there be obedience in that and cheerful givers in that. Father, we just love you and we thank you in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said amen and amen. Come on. Uh, guys, we'll be right back. Take a moment. Go to the bathroom. Get a drink. Give. Uh, we'll be back here in a, just a few.
I can tell her what to do is when I'm in church. <laughs> come on, come on, come on. Come on, Big Mike. We're going to wait on you, brother. Come on. So good. So good. How's everybody doing? All right. That's not bad. That's not bad for a Sunday morning. I mean, we've been here for about two hours already. You should be awake. Come on. Probably longer than that. It's... I don't even know what time. What time is it? <laughs> it's 11.16. All right, we're doing good, y'all. We're doing good. Come on. Let Mike sit down. We love you, Mike. Mike's been coming to this church for a really long time. Huh, Mike? You're like one of our longest owners in the church. You've been here forever. That's right. <laughs> I love you, man. Come on, he's happy every single day. I'm telling you, man. I want the joy that's on Mike every single day. Come on, I'll pray that over this place. Joyful, come on. Man, well, I'm glad you're all here. I'm excited to see everybody. Um, man, today's, a, today's Baptism Sunday. Come on, y'all, that's exciting. It's like one of my favorite times. I love this. This is what we do. This is why we do it. So uh, we have baptisms lined up today already. Um, here's the thing. I'll just tell you this, we had five people sign up, but if the Lord speaks to you today, if God's moving in your heart, if the Holy Ghost is wrecking you today and you go, you know what, I really want to redo that thing like I did a long time ago and I, and, and I just want to, man, I just want to be, be new, I want, to, I want a fresh start, then today's your day. We have shirts, we have shorts, we have everything here. So if you get to the point where you're like, man, like I should have signed up, you don't have to sign up, you just need to jump in, all right? You don't have to sign up. You just jump in. We like you signing up because it gets us prepared because you get cool shirts and everything. So we got to get those shirts and make those shirts. But man, um, but if you didn't sign up, that's okay. We want you to jump in. I'll be in there with you. Uh, and I'd be excited about that. So welcome here. If you are new uh, or a guest for, uh, hadn't been here in a while, do me a favor, fill out a connect card. You got a digital one right there. You can scan that little thing. Um, or you can fill out a hard copy, which is out on Connection Point, the wooden desk out in the foyer. Go ahead and fill that out. Turn it in. This way we get to know you. We can ask you questions. You can ask us questions. We can pray for you. That's kind of the big parts about that. Uh, we can't do that if we don't know that you were here. So take a little bit of time to fill that out. Uh, we have a lot of great stuff going on. Uh, if you want to know about it, download our app. Uh, the app will be up there on the screen. You can scan that, download the app. Um, that will give you a ton of information. That talks about the church has all the stuff on there, all our sermons, every, all small groups, everything you want to know, all our events, everything's on there. Um, so you just got to scan that little button. That's all over the church too. So if you're using the restroom, scan it in there. I'm just saying, you put it, put it in place where people read stuff. So it's all in there. <laughs> I'm just going to get real today. Can we just have fun today? Like, I just feel like having fun today. Put that phone down and scan, you know, read the sign in the bathroom. <laughs> you are like, we don't take our phone into the bathroom. You're lying in church. Um, <laughs> all right, so we have a lot of classes going on every single Sunday at 9 o'clock. We have kingdom classes. Um, today we did meet the family, so you got an opportunity to meet the staff, the elders, the trustees. So we had a great crowd over there. Thank you, everybody that came out to see that uh, and experience that. So... Please, we'll have that one pop up again in a couple more months, so just keep an eye on that if you want to know more about us. That's a great time to do it. 
Uh, and then next week, we have uh, How King David's Promises Affect You Today with Darlene Davis. So come on, Darlene. We're excited about that. Wave so everybody knows who you are. There you are right there. That's going to be good. And then December 17th is The Secret Place Continued with Ryan and Allison. So uh, that's awesome. So guys, get in there, and then we won't have anything on the 24th. Um, I want to talk real quick about some announcements. So on the 17th, uh, we have, <laughs> she's like, I'll just put it up there. On the 17th of December, we have Ugly Christmas Sweater Sunday. Come on, this is going to be good, y'all. Like, come on out, participate. Ladies, make some cookies. Okay. Yeah. How about we have cookies out in the foyer? So make your favorite cookies, bring them in, or buy some. But if you buy them, make sure you buy the, you know, the real... <laughs> <laughs> About the really good ones, like you know. Uh, but yeah, go ahead, make a bunch of cookies. We want to bring in cookies, uh, have a fun time in here. Bring in your your ugly Christmas sweater. Adults only, teens will have our party in the next. <laughs> Nobody heard you, Kevin. I got it. That was a good whisper. So basically, what he's saying is that for the ugly sweater contest, uh, the the teens and the kids are having their own thing. So so they can dress up. They can do whatever they want to do over there. On the 20th, they can dress up that day, but they're just not going to be, we're not going to judge them in church. <laughs> Look, y'all should have laughed at that. That was a church judging joke. That's unbelievable. They can't compete for, it has to be an adult. And I'll determine the age of that when they get here. Because I act kind of silly once in a while and I'm an adult. So, uh, yeah, we're not going to go by size. Don't worry. <laughs> Little 4T over there. You're growing up. <laughs> oh, Lord, it's going to be good. I don't think I slept good last night. All right. You want to tell me what's next or you want me to tell you? All right, here we go. New Year's Eve Sunday. Come on. This is going to be good, guys. We're excited. Uh, Sunday, December 31st. That's a Sunday, but we're not going to meet at 10 o'clock, right? So it's not going to be a 10 o'clock service. We're meeting at 6 o'clock at night. Uh, we're going to celebrate for... A while. I'm, I'm going to tell you the time frames from nine or six to nine. It's a regular service, but man, we're going to have worship. It's going to be fun. We're going to welcome in the new year and then get you out of here so you can go spend time with your family and have fun and do all the other things you like to do. Is that good? But man, I'm just excited about, about, about worshiping in a new year, starting something fresh, and we're going to do that the right way. So that's going to be on that date. I got to go back and look here. No service, Christmas Eve. You got it. Um, what's next? <laughs> There it is. Company of Leaders Gathering is going to be February. Uh, the dates are up there. It is 2nd, 3rd, and 4th. Registration is required. You can scan that thing right there. Uh, register for that. That's going to be over at Courts of Praise. Um, they are looking for people to host families that are coming in and uh, for security and stuff. And if you're interested in that stuff, please let us know. They need some security helpers and families to host. So get with us. Let us know, and we'll get you connected with everybody over there. But it is a sign-up. Uh, for that. Not that it costs anything, but they're trying to see how many people are registered so they make sure we got enough food and everything. Um, let's talk about January 26th. It's going to be the uh, our family gathering on January 26th. That's right. There it is. <laughs> Come on, Friday 26th, uh, 6 to 9. This is, a, this is our family gathering where we like to get together and celebrate a whole year. And it's kind of like come dressed in your favorite renaissance kind of thing. Um, we're going to have the, 
uh, blow up Q-tip, beat you up kind of thing going on. That's going to be fun. So we'll be jousting. Uh, it's going to be fun. We're going to have a really good time. Uh, but we already have people with costumes already. So it's just an opportunity to come out and celebrate what God did. Food's going to be great. Bring your, uh, we're going to provide a meat. Go ahead and bring your favorite dish, your side dish. Bring that out here. Um, but it's going to be a fun time to celebrate what God's doing and kind of move into the future. So uh, the, the, the attire is truly up to you. You don't have to dress up. But you will look silly if you show up and you're not dressed up. I don't have my costume yet, but I do have swords. And if I can find a horse, I'm riding that thing in here. I'm just letting you know. I'm coming fully loaded. So, <laughs> but that will be fun. So we, uh, please, it's just a great time. Every year, last year we did a hoedown throwdown and we got everybody in here in Western gear. We had a mechanical bowl. We celebrated, had a good time, ate good food, honored people that, that have served all year. It's just a really good time to celebrate family and celebrate God for what he's been doing uh, in this house. So uh, please, we'll have more information about that in the future. I'm telling you that this early because you got to order your stuff. You know, if you're going to get a shield, they're expensive and you save up for it. <laughs> Maybe we'll knight some people. I don't know what we're going to do. It's going to be fun. Um, I do want to talk about, uh, we have uh, Angel Tree. Is that, you have one of those back there? Okay, so basically this is what's up. We're, we want to honor the families here at the church, and we know holiday seasons are coming up. So uh, you guys have been serving here and uh, coming here for a while now. And we know that in, during the time of the holiday seasons, uh, it gets tough. So we have uh, angel tree forms out on the desk. You need to pick up one of those forms, fill that out, turn that in by Friday. Okay, because we want to give everybody enough time to, uh, because we, you know, this, we got the 17th, so that would give us to the 10th. I guess if you bring it on the, what's the, t they can bring it next Sunday. Yeah. Friday. And the angels have to be on the tree by Sunday. So what, how that works is you, if you need help, you fill that out. Then my wife's going to make these cool little angels and put them on a tree. And then if you want to bless a family, um, you walk up, grab an angel, and then you'll let us know that you have that. And then you simply uh, buy some gifts for them and bring them in, and, and then we'll go that way. Is that good? We just want to help the families in the church. Uh, um, like I said, we love you guys, and, and we don't want you to go without, but we want to be there to help you and love on you and support you in those areas. So more information's out on the desk. Did I say it all, baby? It's so much better when you're sitting right here. Last week, she was in production booth running stuff, and I couldn't really see her. Like, I see a head back there. <laughs> so it's good. Okay. Um, let me pray. I want to jump into some stuff. So, Father, we love you. We thank you, Lord. Father, continue to move in this place. Father, touch my lips right now. Father God, let this be all of you, none of me. In Jesus' name, amen. So this is really cool because if you don't know, Ryan gets geeked out up here sometimes and he starts showing me songs that we're singing because of what I'm saying. But what he doesn't know, he never knows what I'm talking about because I don't know what I'm talking about till three o'clock in the morning. Does that make sense? So like this morning, I figured out what I'm talking about. And then I come in here and then Ryan starts singing stuff that lines right up with what I'm talking about. And that's how it's supposed to work. You know, you don't plan these things out months ahead of time and say, on this day, I want you to sing these songs. And then, because this is what I'm preaching on. I honestly am telling you the truth. Like this morning, I was like, woo. <laughs> I was like, all right, Lord. And then I got in here this morning. Now I know why. 
um, because God's been speaking to me about this and speaking to other people in here about this all day. So I really want to get into this and kind of talk about where we're going. But, you know, this is December. It's a Christmas season. So it's a movie season, right? So what's everybody watching in the movies? Home Alone. Come on, that's good stuff. Yeah, no. No Hallmark or uh, 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 Great American Family. Yes. Well, here's the thing. We, we, we picked up a new series in our house over the last like month, and it's Marvel. Did you know there were 33 Marvel movies? 39? 39. My wife said 39, and there's six other ones I didn't know about. We have not watched them all, but... But we started watching these Marvel movies, and what I started recognizing in the movies was they all kind of have this common theme. You have these people that have these supernatural strengths, supernatural abilities, and they hide their identity as somebody else. Right? And this is what he showed me this morning. How many people out there don't, even though you have the authority, even though you are lit up on the inside, even though you are completely saturated by the Lord, you hide an identity with something else. And you don't let him shine out of you. You don't let him flow out of you. You don't let him be who he wants to be in you and out of you because you're hiding all that stuff, all that authority, all that power, all that stuff is being hidden behind a mask or behind something else. So I don't know why he put that on you, on me this morning to talk about this, but um, I was like, all right, Lord, well, we're going to go right there and jump in because our society wants you to blend in. Our society wants you to honestly be able to pick your own identity. Our society wants you to think as long as you blend in, as long as you, you do what everybody else does, everything's going to be great. And the kingdom doesn't operate that way. The kingdom says you're supposed to stand out. You're supposed to make a difference. You're supposed to be the light in the darkness. When you walk into a room, people should know you're there. Yes. Not because of who you are, but because of who he is. Right. right? So a lot of times we get so filled up inside, we forget to wear it on the outside. And you walk around saying, I'm a Christian. And they're like, you're the angriest elf I've ever seen. <laughs> Another movie I like, I guess. You're an angry elf. I said, call me elf one more time. <laughs> But here's the thing. We, we don't wear that on the outside. So we walk around with a hidden identity all the time trying to, and guess what? They can't operate with, look, we were watching the Hulk the other day. He can't, he's not strong when he's not the Hulk. So he hides and he tries to keep his temper down. He tries to keep his heart rate down so he doesn't form into this powerful, awesome being. He goes, I got to try this and keep this so it doesn't come out. That's what happens. You look at Spider-Man. You look at all these other guys. They try to conceal their identity, which also conceals their power. So you could be so filled up, but wearing such a costume that nobody knows it, and that's wrong. We were not built for that. We're built to get out there and show everybody who he is through us. Does that make sense? Like a city set on a hill. Come on. Let's go there. I gave these guys a lot of scripture this morning because I didn't know where I was going to talk about. So let's go to that one. Matthew 5, 14 through 16. It says, you are the light of the world like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives, lights to everyone, gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your good deeds shine 
out for all to see so that everyone will praise your heavenly father. Come on, y'all. Who are you really? I guess that's my question for you this morning. Who are you really? Because <laughs> I can get caught up in that, man. I can put a mask on and leave the house. And next thing I know, I can be in a bad mood and people don't even know. Then there's other days I walk up my, out of my house and I forget to cover up. And I get going and people are like, hey, there's something on you. There's something in your eyes. There's something in this. And I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. Can I pray for you? Can I do something? I'm like, I don't even know because I forget to, to cover up. You know, we're supposed to let ourselves shine. We're supposed to let ourselves be who he created us to be and quit worrying about what everybody else thinks because it doesn't matter what anybody thinks. I want to I be the weirdest person in the room all the time. I want people to say, that guy is weird. Jeff gave me a good run for that one, at one time when he came in with a mohawk. I thought, Jeff's got me. It's on, Jeff. <laughs> there ain't much to mohawk there. Come on, I'll mohawk my beard. There we go. Let's do this thing. So who are you? See, most people, if I ask you who you are, most people respond by what you do. Right? You're like, oh, well, I'm a pastor. Or I'm a CEO. I'm a machinist. Or I'm a truck driver. I'm a construction guy. See, we hide behind something that's not who we really are. It's just something we do. Does that make sense? So, so your identity gets on. You might be a doctor, a lawyer, whatever it is, you're hiding behind something without telling people who you really are. Okay, so some people, uh, man, some people give an identity. When you ask who they are, they'll tell you by, by their situation in life. They'll say, I'm homeless. I'm an addict. I'm broke. I'm wealthy. See, people, people get a wrong vision and idea of what true identity is. So they start identifying with either a situation or a job or any of those things. Not her. She's just full of joy. <laughs> Cam, you're awesome. Uh, keep identifying as awesome the rest of your life. You're a princess. Come on. Man. But here's the thing, once you finally break all those things down and you realize that your identity is not in what you do or your circumstances or any of those things, you're really left with one thing. Who are you really? Because the Bible says you're a son or daughter of an all-high king. Come on, almighty king. Come on, you are, you, you are royal priesthood, right? And, and with that comes authority. With that comes a character change. Uh, with that comes an attitude change. Man, you, you, you ask some people what, they, what it is that's based on their circumstances, they'll say they're an inmate. Can you believe that? I, I don't believe that. But they'll say that, and they'll identify with what they're going through when internally they're not that at all. Man. We are the light. We are love. That's how we identify. Sons and daughters, light, love, follower of Christ. So what kind of mask are you wearing? That's what I want to ask you this morning. Hmm. So what is it you identify with the most? Some of you yesterday were probably identifying with your favorite football team. And some of you probably weren't. <laughs> but we don't do that here. <laughs> Not the Cowboys. 
Mm. Problem is, is that sometimes people will identify you with, with how you see yourself. Does that make sense? You know, you can honestly be the richest person in the room and walk around and, and act like you're poor and people will identify you with being poor. Does that make sense? I'm just trying to figure this out. He's just kind of downloading some stuff on me and I'm trying to figure out how to say it right. So maybe it's, who are you hanging out with? Because that'll identify you. And if you hang around people that are loving on you, uh, caring about you, praying for you, right? An identity comes out of that. But if you hang around people that talk bad about you and uh, oppress you and um, pick on you and cancel all your dreams for you, maybe you, you tend to start identifying with that. So, so who are you positioning yourself around? This is why family is so important. This is why this is so important. Um, and I'm not saying, look, we have a lot of new people here. That's awesome. But guess what? I'm not telling you this is your church, but I'm telling you, you need to find a place. If this isn't it, find a place where you can fall in line and people are praying for you and loving on you and lifting you up and not tearing you down. Does that make sense? Ah, oh, man. You know, some people identify with what they wear. I did that for years, right? I wore a military uniform for 23 years. If you ask me what I was, I was military. You, know, you didn't even have to ask. You saw me wear that thing all the time. I don't think I ever took it off. I worked 28 hours a day. You know, Ryan wears skinny jeans. He identifies as a worship pastor. <laughs> Sorry, you're sitting in the front row, bro. <laughs> Yeah, that was part of the gear. I'm like, oh, here you go, Ryan. I love you, man. I can pick on you because I love you. <laughs> but some people, they wear, you know, they got medical gear. They got, you know, they wear nurses. You know, they wear the, the what are those things called? Scrubs. So people go, you're automatically identified as a doctor or something, you know. I've walked up to people before that, that I thought they were a doctor or a nurse, and they're like, well, I'm, I just, I'm, I'm like a receptionist at a, a vet clinic. And you're like... Well, then don't tell me what's wrong. Like, I was, I was fixing, I was just going to, you know, try not to use my insurance and ask a question. <laughs> you, know, you look like you knew what you was doing. You thought you identified as, you know, with the scrubs. I thought you were something with medical. Emergency response people. You just need to, here's the thing. No matter what, you need to make sure that whatever you're wearing on the outside matches what's on the inside. Does that make sense? So you have a right to wake up every morning and put something on. Let's just start praying and just start putting it in our heart to put on what's inside, make that come out on the outside. So if there's light on the inside, let the light be on the outside. If there's love on the inside, let love come on the outside. And wear that around for a little bit. I want people to identify me with that. I want people to just say, man, that guy loves so much, I don't even like, he can't hate you. <laughs> I don't think he hates anybody. But wouldn't that be good if you could just walk in places and people just identify you like that? That's what we're called to do. Oh, man. So what kind of fruit are you producing? Sometimes you're identified through your fruit. All right, good, good tree can only produce good fruit. Bad tree can only produce bad fruit. I think we got that scripture back there. Put that one up. I like to throw scripture on that. So it says a good tree produces good fruit and a bad tree produces bad fruit. Keep going. Is there more? 
a good tree can't produce bad fruit and a bad tree can't produce good fruit. So every tree that does not produce good fruit is chopped down and thrown into the fire. Yes, just as you can identify a tree by its fruit, so you can identify people by their actions. Woo, so maybe instead of wearing something out of the outside, like, like what, what are your actions displaying in who you are? Because, man, I can respond in different ways. Like, I apologize, brother. I did not mean to insult you in front of everybody. I wasn't worried about you. Allie was giving me a dirty look. <laughs> she goes, that's my baby, and you messing with him? See, she loves you. I'm just joking. But that's the thing, though. You know, if it's in your heart, it's coming out. So what's the fruit you're producing in your actions and what you look like? This matters, y'all. This matters a lot. And this is where people get so confused with, with uh, Christianese. <laughs> a lot of people claim to be Christians. They're like, I go to church. Is it an angry church? <laughs> right? But, but a lot of times we say that. We're like, but I go to church. I'm a Christian. Well, hang on one second. I, I'm sorry. I'll tell you right now. Just because you go to church, you ain't a Christian. All right? So get that off, get that off the plate. I want to see the fruit in your life. I want to see what God's doing in your life. I want to see the love flow out of you. Um, so who do you say you are? So I used to love this because your identity gives you authority. Your identity allows you to do things other things don't allow you to do. You know, and, um, and anything could be identity. You've got a driver's license. Someone asks for your ID, you usually hand them your driver's license. That gives you authority to drive a car. Right? Not drive it well, <laughs> Kevin. <laughs> but it gives you authority to drive, though. Like, you could say, I've got, I've got a license to do that. You know, a concealed carry permit, right? I, I can have a concealed carry permit so I can carry, I have the authority to carry a weapon. So your identity gives you authority. So what are you carrying around as your identity? And if it's him, whew, watch out, world. But if it's not, because maybe you're identifying as your past. Maybe you're identified by a hurt. Maybe you're identifying by your finances. Maybe you're identifying by a relationship. Maybe you're identifying by something you did. Maybe it's a, so see, we choose to identify with what we think is right. And the whole time, God's sitting there going, you don't understand. I'm identifying you as a son or a daughter, and I love you, and I've already forgiven you for all those things. So get that stuff out of your head. That's not who you are. But we get so caught up in ourself, we, we can't put ourself down to pick up a little bit of him. Because it only takes a little bit. Mm. Bad apple will ruin a whole bunch, right? Same thing with a good apple. Put him inside of you and watch out. It'll light up the whole place. You can't put a light bulb on in the dark and not have light. Does that make sense? Come on. I know I feel like I'm not going anywhere, but this is what he gave me. So let's roll with it. <laughs> let's roll with it. John 1.12 out of the Passion Translation. It says, but those who embrace him and took hold of his name, he gave authority to become the children of God. Right? So who, who became children of God? Those who embraced him and took hold of his name. Grab hold of his identity. Identify as him, his name. Let him work in you. And guess what? You now have authority. You are now a child of God. 
Some Bibles will say you're, you've been adopted in, but it's not the same adoption. This is not like a legal adoption. This is a, this is a weaving, a, and it's a DNA change, right? That's what it is. This isn't like a legal document that says you're part of his family. He just, he just, I just redesigned you. I've just injected something into you that will never leave. No, it kind of reminds me of the Hulk again. They put that stuff in there. Whew, come on. Marvels. <laughs> mm. But here's the thing. We, we can do this. Believe it or not, you know, a lot of people will, will go to church and want to get saved so they can go to heaven, which is a common theme you hear. Like, get saved or go to hell. But can I tell you that... <laughs> The whole point that, so yeah, that's a wonderful part of that. I love that part. I love the part that you, you know, you surrender to him and believe in him and, and man, you are not going to hell. I get it. But that's not the end of it. That's the start of it. He says, I want to see my kingdom come. My will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And it's not through him because it has to be through us because we're the ones that are here. So a lot of people will take that step and then they'll go, I'm good. When he goes, dude, that's the first step. There's a long race to run. So I need you to get out there and run your race. I need you to get out there and do what I tell you to do because I want to see heaven come to earth. Can, could you imagine that? If we could just experience heaven on earth, that's what we were called to experience. That's what we're called to walk in and called to do. Hmm, I'm telling you, man, people would be healed. Whew. Nobody would need food. You wouldn't need an angel tree. I'm serious, man. Lives would be changed if we would simply trust in the identity he's given us and actually walk around wearing it. Mm. Oh. <laughs> Maybe you're walking around and, and you're living identity just because of what people said about you. Because that'll be it. You let people speak to you and tell you who you are and who you aren't then that's going to be a bad situation. Just listen to his words. Mm. I love this second. This is going to tie in today. Today's baptism, so I love this. But 2 Corinthians 5.17. Y'all know this one. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone and the new life has begun. Come on, y'all. Anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone. The new life has begun. It doesn't say you kept part of it. It doesn't say you're refurbished. You're not an old car that somebody fixed up and left some rust somewhere and some dents somewhere. None of that. None of that. He says you are completely new. Brand new. So, you know what that means? You can't turn around tomorrow and look back at today and go, man, I had a bad day. He said, you're brand new. Every day I can wake up and be brand new. You know that? Because he loves me that much. <laughs> a lot of, oh, okay. A lot, a lot of people start talking. I'm going to start, I can talk about grace and mercy all day. People start thinking I'm talking about grace. Like, like you mean well, I can mess up every, you can mess up every day. But when you're in him and you're brand new, you shouldn't mess up every day because you're brand new, right? But if you do mess up, guess what? He's right there to say, I love you. Now fix it, right? I'm, I'm, he's the fix. He's the one. 
He goes, listen to me. Let me love you. It'll be new again. And this is something. You don't, you don't earn that right there. Right? <laughs> That's a gift, y'all. That's a gift. And people, people have a hard time believing that. People will, will spend their life trying to earn his love. And you know what you had to do to earn his love? Breathe. He loves you that much. The rest of it will come along. Can I tell you that? that, that you know, I, I wish it was instantaneous. I wish that, that, that you gave your heart and, and everything was perfect from that day on. It won't be. I believe that's happened. I believe there's been some radical transformations real quick. That can happen. I believe it. But I believe that there are people that go, well, hang on. But guess what? You're one step better today. Focus on him. Sit in front of him, right? Let him tell you how loved you are and how perfect you are. It's different. That's not the love of a father, an earthly father. It's the love of him, heavenly father. Totally different. Because I can make my dad mad. <laughs> I could probably say something, get my dad frustrated. But with him, he's going to love me. He might, he might be a little disappointed in what I have to say sometimes. But he's not going to stop loving me. You guys getting something? We good? Mmm. <laughs> mm. So I guess what you need to know is you don't you don't work to get an identity. You actually work out of an identity. Does that make sense? So so I can't work myself into being a son of God. Now I'm not saying that that I, I shouldn't spend time with him in relationship and read the Bible and all that stuff. But you know, one, once I accept him and believe in him, the Bible says I'm a son. <laughs> so I if I have to spend time earning it, I'll have to spend time keeping it. Does that make sense? So if I've got to, if I've got to put effort into to, to allowing him to love me, then I've got to put effort in to keep his love, which means it's on me. Does that make sense? Make sure I got this right because I won't confuse anybody. He loves me. I didn't do, have to do anything to earn it. But if, if I worked really hard to make sure that I studied every scripture in the Bible, he doesn't love me any more than he loves the person that's never read the Bible. So if I spend my whole life trying to earn his love, then once I think I got his love, I'm going to spend the rest of my life trying to, trying to keep his love. That means it's on me. And he says, it's not on you. It's on him. Does that make sense? His love and what he thinks about us should never be something that we control. <laughs> trying to explain that. He loves you. If you have a bad night tonight, he still loves you. You don't control his love. You can't stop him from loving you. But it doesn't mean you're supposed to stay there. Does that make sense? When you get filled up with him, you want to change. When, when he's in you, you can't keep doing that stuff. Like it will leave. The fruit will change. Because I had a lot of bad fruit in my life until I gave it to him. Then it was like everything fell off the tree and new things started to grow. And I was like, man, this stuff tastes good. <laughs> so so the, the point is, is that when you get filled up with him, you really can't control a lot of that stuff. 
Now he'll just take over. He'll just take over. You, you won't have time to put on some crazy outfit that, that tries to re-identify you. You just get to shine sometimes. Doesn't mean you won't have bad days, but it means that on your heart, you don't ever want to have a bad day. Everybody needs a good spouse to tell you you're having a bad day. Come on, baby. <laughs> I, I had a daughter and a spouse this morning. <laughs> she said, Jules reminded me that she goes, she just wanted to, what was that? Was I having a bad mood? <laughs> I don't even know what it was. I was walking in the room to do something. I must have had a scowl on my face. I do that once in a while. I got this, oh, my eyebrows drop down. I, I, I look mean, but I really don't. I'm thinking. <laughs> I just remember walking in and my daughter's like, whoa, somebody's in a bad mood. I'm like, I've been listening to worship music and reading the Bible all more bad mood. I just ain't been around you. Go back to sleep. <laughs> been up since three. Leave me alone. <laughs> Oh, man. All right. Uh, I love this. We were talking about beloved. So basically what I wanted to say this morning is, is your identity, but basically you get a new identity. So when you, when, when you surrender to him, automatically you get a new identity, right? Bible says you get a new name. He calls you by something different, right? There's a lot of scripture. And this takes me all, man, I, all right, so, <laughs> all right, let's, I'm, I'm going to jump to, let's go to Isaiah 62. I love this, Isaiah 62. It says, for Zion's sake, I will not keep silent. For Jerusalem's sake, I will not remain quiet till her vindication shines out like the dawn, her salvation like a blazing torch. The nations will see your vindication and all kings your glory. You will be called by a new name that the mouth of the Lord will bestow. You will be a crown of splendor in the Lord's hand, a royal diadem in the hand of your God. No longer will they call you deserted or <laughs> name your land desolate, but you will be called Hephzibah in your land Beulah. For the Lord will take delight in you and your land will be married. As a young man marries a young woman, so will your builder marry you. As a bridegroom rejoices over his bride, so will your God rejoice over you. Can I tell you, this is, this is prophecy. This is spoken over you, and it's talking about Zion, but a Zion is a place where the Lord dwells. He dwells in you. This is about you. Come on. This <laughs> I can't even look at you. Let's read it again and think about what he's telling you. For your sake, I will not keep silent. That's what it's saying, for Zion's sake. Hmm. For Jerusalem's sake, I will not remain quiet till her vindication shines out like the dawn, her salvation like a blazing torch. The nations will see your vindication and all kings your glory. You will be called by a new name that the mouth of the Lord will bestow. He's going to call you something brand new. Hmm. You will be a crown of splendor in the Lord's hand. That's what you are to him. Hmm. No longer will they call you deserted or name your land desolate, but you will be called Hephzibah. You know what Hephzibah means? The Lord delights in you. The Lord delights in you. 
That's what he's calling you. That's your new name. He's, this is what he's telling you. I delight in you. Every day, I delight in you. Get that in your head. I delight in you. Every morning you wake up, he delights in you. Doesn't matter what's going on, he delights in you. He delights in you. Mm. Hephzibah. <clears throat> about three years ago, I talked about this and we made bracelets that said Hephzibah. Said the Lord delights in you. We're up at the ramp in northern Birmingham somewhere. I don't even know the place. And that was about a month and a half ago. And I was in a restaurant and this kid walked by with a Hephzibah bracelet on that we made. Because we're the only ones. We designed them. I said, where'd you get that? And he was like, oh, somebody put it in my mom's office and I thought it was cool, so I'm wearing it. I'm like, you don't even know what you're wearing. I said, that's your new name, man. You need to own that thing. Man, he delights in you. And the more we understand how much he delights in us, man, it changes your life. This is a life-changing thing, but people don't think that. Mm, he rejoices in you. Whew, he just loves us. Look, y'all, he loves us. Mm, I could probably preach for hours on this. We're going to come back to this. And you have an identity change. There's a shift inside of you. When you understand who that is, there's a character shift, a nature shift. Everything changes. And all of a sudden, it's not about you anymore. You don't want to serve yourself. You want to serve him. You just want to, man, you just want to do what he says. You just want to walk in obedience. You just want to please him. That's it. The more we understand that, and this is where I think people get it wrong because they don't realize, once you realize how much he loves you, that changes everything in your life. You can go through the motions and you can say, yeah, I love the Lord and I read the Bible and I do all this stuff. But man, when there's that groundbreaking moment when it cracks open and you realize how loved you really are and it doesn't matter what situation you're in, that he loves you that much, that he's gonna come alongside you and he's gonna protect you and guide you and lead you and provide for you and love you, man, that changes. It don't just change a family, man. That'll change generations. That'll change a city. That'll change a nation. But man, it starts with people understanding that. It's a foundation. There's an identity foundation in us that needs to be continually fortified and, and, and I guess reinforced so that we don't ever forget who we are. That's powerful. When you understand who you are, it just changes everything. Oh, and when that happens, things change. You know, the Bible says there's a constant struggle between the old and the new, right? There's a constant struggle. This is what it says in the Bible, constant struggle. Galatians 5, 16 through 17. It says, so, so I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. Hmm. The sinful nature wants to do evil, which is just the opposite of what the spirit wants. And the spirit gives you desires that are the opposite of what the sinful nature desires. These two factors are constantly fighting each other. So you are not free to carry out your, your good intentions. So how do you fix that? It says, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. That's a whole new communication. That's a whole new surrender. That's when you hear the little voice, you respond to it. And you don't go, that's weird. Why would I do that? 
Just respond to it. That little voice says, jump, jump. Voice says, go pray for somebody, pray for somebody. Says, go bless somebody, bless somebody. Learn his voice. Spend time with him enough at his feet, in his word, in your secret place. Find a place where you go where nobody else can go. It ain't even a physical place. <laughs> That's a spiritual place. I'd be up here worshiping. Don't even know what's going on. People got to tap me on the shoulder and tell me it's time to, time to end service. <laughs> I'm like, whoops. Secret place. Be so connected with him that when you start worshiping him, you just lock eyes with him, man. You're just gazing on him. And your eyes are so locked you can't move. And he's just downloading stuff. It's like you put a thumb drive in. And you're like, what? Let him guide you. That helps with that battle. All right, last thing I'm going to share because this is big and we're going to get into some baptisms. Revelation 2.17. Revelation, I'm going to read out of the Passion. It says, but the one whose heart is open, let him listen carefully to what the Spirit is presently saying to all the churches. To everyone who is victorious, I will let him feast on hidden manna. Come on, and give him a shining white stone. <laughs> and written upon the white stone is inscribed his new name, known only to the one who receives it. Whew. To everyone who is victorious, I will let him feast on hidden manna. Come on, y'all. He wants to give you something so powerful, so hidden that nobody else gets it. You understand that? That's how he speaks to us. He's got something special just for you. Yes. It's hidden manna. Mm. And then he's going to give, give you a shiny white stone. <laughs> you know what that shiny white stone is? The bridegroom would give the bride a white stone a long time ago. And that would be like an engagement, right? But on the white stone, it had a little pet name on it. Just between the bridegroom and the bride, what he would call her. That turned into an engagement ring. In modern day, it's now an engagement ring, but it started out as a shiny white stone. And the Bible says that I'll give you a shiny white stone and inscribed with his new name, known only to the one who receives it. He wants to rename you. He's got a pet name for you. <laughs> That's good stuff, y'all. Like he... He loves you that much. This is a bride and a groom type thing. He says, I love you that much that I'm renaming you. What that means is a new identity. It's a brand new start. Don't see yourself as you see yourself. See yourself as I see you. Man, it's brand new. So such names could be embarrassing. So they were kept secret and used only between themselves. <laughs> More to come in the marriage groups. <laughs> come on, did you know you could have that kind of relationship with him? That he loves you that much. Man, that he thinks about you every day. That he wants to spend time with you every single day. He doesn't get bored of you. He cares that much about you. So he has a new, new identity, special name for you. Wants to call you by a new name. He's not capable of not loving you. He's not capable of that.
once you realize that, you're transformed. You're transformed. So what you're going to see today as we do baptisms is you're going to see at least five people let the world know that they got a new name. They ain't the same. There's been a transformation. There's been a radical change in who they are. And they're not willing to hide it anymore. And they don't want to hide it anymore. They're sick of hiding their identity. They're sick of other people holding them down because of stuff they've done before in their life. They want to be set free brand new. That's what baptism is, man. This is the, the death, the, the, the burial, the resurrection. When you come up out of that water, you're brand new. It doesn't save you. You've already been there. This is a declaration to the world that I'm new. Hold me accountable. It's brand new in my life. I got a new name, a new purpose. Man, that's what it means. Come on. We get to do that today. You know, John 11, 25 through 26 out of the Passion. says, Martha, Jesus said, you don't have to wait until then. I am the resurrection. I am life eternal. Anyone who clings to me in faith, even though he dies, will live forever. And the one who lives by believing in me will never die. Do you believe this? Come on. So that's my question today. Do you believe this? Because if you're sitting here and you're like, I need to take that step. Like, I want to get baptized. But the first step isn't that. It's believing in him so much that there's a radical change inside of you. Hmm. That's the first step. Man, and there's some people that probably need to do that today. And if you make that decision, look, I can't do that for you. That's, that's between you and him. I'm just going to let you know. There's a lot of places that will make you repeat a prayer and all that stuff. Here's my thing. <laughs> that's in between you and him. In your heart. Come on, you believe that, man, then, then be ready for what God wants to do in your life. Be ready for radical change. Be ready for transformation. And then there's some people here that you've had the transformation, but you've really never thought of this as a moment to just celebrate and come out of that water a whole different person in front of people you love. Or maybe you did it when you was a kid because that's the church you went to. And when you were five or six, they said, get baptized. Right, but there's a new time. There's no limited amount of times you can do this. I think I've been baptized five times. One time, I think I was unconscious. <laughs> they held me down, make sure everything was out. No, but it was never that. It was just me saying, guys, look. I'm new, I'm fresh, I'm ready. Sometimes it marks seasons. For me, they were seasonal marks in my life where I'm like, I'm seeing differently. It's time to tell the world that I'm seeing differently. And to hold on, because I'm about ready to go 100 miles an hour. So for some people, that's what it means. So I don't know where you're at this morning. We had five people sign up. I'm gonna open it up to everybody. Okay, we have t-shirts, we have shorts, we have towels. You don't have to sign up for this. Like we're, we're here. But if you're ready to say, you know what? I feel that, I know that, but I've never declared that, then today's your day. Okay, so, oh man. Mm, I get fired up over this stuff. Come on. This is what it's all about. Um, so let's do this. Ryan, can you guys come up? Let's start playing. I'll release if, if you're getting baptized, if you're already on the list or, or you want to get baptized, I'm going to release. I'm going to ask everybody to stay. Don't use this as a time to, to get out because it's time to go to lunch. 
We got people in this house that trust you, that love you, that want to declare something in their life to you so that you can help come alongside them in their walk and hold them accountable for what they're doing. Does that make sense? Oh, man. Hmm. So let's stand to our feet. Because they're going to go, I'm going to go get changed in a second. But I want to give you a chance right now. We're going to have prayer partners. We're going to have prayer partners uh, over at the crosses. So while we're doing this, this might take a second. But if you need prayer for anything, we're here. But man, if you're ready to make that decision and you just want some, man, if you want to feel the love of God, if you want to feel the acceptance of God, if you want to, if you want to feel what it feels like to be a true son or daughter, man, you can do that right where you're at. You can accept that right where you're at. But what I would ask you to do is let us know so we can come alongside you and help you and give you resources and pray over you. So you're not in this alone. Some people are just shy to do those things. Look, this is not a place to be shy, let me tell you. Do not leave out of this place the way you came in this place. You're here for a purpose. You're here for a reason today. This wasn't by accident. Oh. So Father, right now, check every heart in this house. <laughs> Let them hear your heartbeat, Lord. Let them feel the love of you chasing them down right now. Those that have been running forever, Lord, because they're ashamed of their past, they're ashamed of something they did, chase them down right now, Father. Chase them down right now. Wrap your arms around them and love them right now. Let there be a radical change in their heart right now, Father. A transformation. Change the way they think right now. Mm. Come on, Father. Mm. Give them courage. Give them courage to come out and let somebody know so we can pray for them and love on them. But Father, today's the day. Oh my gosh, if you're going to do that today, what no better day, man. You can, you can give your heart to Christ and turn around and get baptized in the same day. Yeah. You don't have to wait. No. Like, there's some people been waiting a little while for this. You ain't got to wait no longer, man. Today's the day. Come on. So, Father, touch them right now. Prick them right now. Love on them right now. Give them courage and boldness right now. Father, we love you and we thank you. We give it all to you, Father. <laughs> we just love you. In Jesus' name, amen. You guys, we're going to worship some. I'm going to get changed and then we're going to baptize some people.
possibilities mm, change is good when the change is you change is good come on when the change is you So we got a camera right here so people can watch online. So if you do stand up, I'm going to ask you to kind of keep a space so people watching online can do this. I'm going to invite the, uh, the first person in. Hang on to this, Jane. <laughs> I was like, she's ready to baptize herself. I'm just going to jump right in. You can turn around the other way. This way people can see you this way. How's that? How about we do it like this? This way everybody can see. Um, whoops, whoops, Sophie. Why don't you tell everybody about yourself? Uh, um, my name's Sophie. I'm 13. My mom and dad are back there. My mom's right there. My dad's right there. Hey. Over there. She's getting baptized. So her sister's getting baptized too. So come on, we got family baptism going on. I love this. You want to say anything? Praise the Lord. <laughs> Praise the Lord. All right, Sophie. Well, I guess we do have to kind of... James, you might have to come over here, brother. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. This is probably better. So, Sophie, let me just ask you this. Have you accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior? Absolutely. Absolutely. By your profession of faith, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. get to go through seasons and he's gonna love you through a season you know what comes after fall and winter spring hey, new, yep. life. new life new growth and that's what I'm declaring over your life right now Thank you. it, it might have seemed like it's been a rough time but God's saying you better hang on girl because it's about to take a, a hundred mile an hour trip that's, that's gonna bloom faster than anything you've ever seen you ready you want to say anything want to tell people who you are I'm Marissa. I'm Sophie's sister. So, and I'm excited to be here and for y'all to be here for this today. Thank y'all. Come on. So, let me just ask you if you accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior? Oh, yes. All right, come on. Go ahead and grab your nose and your wrist, just like that for me. Just like that. So, by your profession of faith, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit.
is Derek. I love Derek. <laughs> yeah, come on, I'm gonna let Derek say some stuff. Lord's will shall be done. It's been a long time coming. Been enough for 16 years. for this day, December 3rd, 2023. Yeah. As long as I'm here breathing as the instrument he designed me here to be, I shall pick up my cross and serve the Lord with all my heart. I want nothing less, I want nothing more. To serve the Father, that is it. Man, I've known this guy for about, what, two and a half months maybe? Maybe. I don't know, but his heart and his tears have never changed. They've been the same. He's been waiting for this day. The first day I met him, he said, I won't get baptized. <laughs> and I was like, come on, we're going to do it. You know, it took us a little while, but we got here. This is what he wanted, man. This is what he wanted for you. It's not what we want. It's what the Lord wants for us. This is all, all the Lord's working. Oh, there you go. Well, can I ask you a simple question? <laughs> you giving your heart to Jesus. Yes, Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior. Come on, brother. You want to say anything else yeah. before we baptize you? Yeah. He's ready. I'm sorry, I'm just trying to get. Uh. Man, I'm, I'm nothing without Christ. It's, I take no credit. This is all the good Lord. This is all the power of Jesus Christ within. Um, it's all the honor, Father. That's it. Come on, there you go. All right. All I'm hearing is how much He loves you. So He's proud of you. He thanks you for your obedience and He loves you. And things are fixing to change. It's all fixing to change. Come on. All right, let's do this. There, by your profession of faith, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Because he wants to do it. 
Don't ever let anything stop you from doing something God wants you to do. You understand? Come on, that's good, man. Have you accepted Jesus, your Lord and Savior? Yes. Do you want to tell anybody anything? No. <laughs> He's kind of quiet in the youth ministry, too. <laughs> yeah, t tell your mom you love her. And <laughs> Did I already ask you if you accepted Jesus, your Lord and Savior? Are you sure? Okay, just check. Tyler, then by your profession of faith, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. when you were young and maybe you've gone through some things and life has changed and, and maybe you lost track of, of uh, who, who he is and, and who Jesus is and what he's done for you. I know I spent a lot of my time telling him about all the sins I've done and forgive, forgive me, Lord, forgive me for this, forgive me for that. And he was like, son, I'm tired of you telling me who you are. I know who you are. You don't need to tell me who you are. Let me tell you who I am. Come, come to me. Come come to me. Let me show you the authority I've given you to command that off of you. Amen. Get that addiction away. Get that fear out of your life and just come close to me, son. Okay? And, and when I heard when he, he was loud and clear, and, and when that spirit fills you, and the Holy Spirit fills you, and he shows you that you cannot unsee it, and you cannot unsee it. Right. And, and that's what he's done to me. It's transformed me like like none other. I'm a new man. Like he has made yes. me a new man. I'm full of joy. He's just given, given us strength. He's given me strength with my family. He's brought us under his wing, and, and it's all him, and it is all glory to him. All honor to the Father. I, I, I'm just so thankful, and I'm thankful for this place, and I'm thankful to share that with you. If that's, if that's you, and you're older, and maybe you got baptized when you are younger, you think that chapter of your life's done. It's not done. He's not done with you. He wants you to yeah. come. Let it be known. He will make you new. He will. It can all be washed away. <laughs> Man, that's good stuff right there. Uh, we met these guys at uh, Praise in the Park, y'all. Woo! So if we did seven months of praise in the park to meet you, then it was well worth it. Come hey. on, brother. <laughs> so let's see this. Let's see. Oh, oh, yeah. Let me ask you this question. Have you accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior? Yes. Hey. <laughs> then, Mitch, go ahead and plug your nose and get ready. Yeah, do it like that. We're doing this right now. All right. <laughs> uh, by your profession of faith, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit.
brother. Y'all don't know Reese, you're missing out. <laughs> you shouldn't ever share that name with me because, you know, I just start calling you Reese. It just, it sounds better. Man, ah, I love you, man. I love your family. I love what God's doing in and through you guys. Come on. So you want to share some stuff? How y'all doing? <laughs> oh, no, I got it. I got it. Uh, so real quick, um, God has been doing a lot of things, especially um, prior to the twins. And so um, obviously I've been baptized when I was young. Then I got baptized again uh, recently when me and my wife rededicated our lives. But here, um, it's been a new thing. It's like um, I was listening to a pastor, and he talked about um, when they break the sound barrier. It's a really, 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 like, um, strong, like, turbulent time. And so, unbeknown to everybody else, but Pastor DJ know, his wife know, we've had some turbulent times. But yet and still, I thank God for the measure of faith that he's given me to make it through. So now we've penetrated that sound barrier. And so you can't pour new wine in old wineskins. So therefore, that's why me and my wife, that little voice said, do it now. So she's in agreement with me and we're doing it. That's what I'm talking about. Oh man. Well, I love you brother. So I'm just gonna ask you a real simple question. You accepted Jesus, your Lord and savior? Absolutely. Come on, let's do this. Brother, by your profession of faith, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Charnese, is that it? Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, I asked your husband to stay in here with me. Because he's gonna he's gonna help baptize you because I believe there's just an authority in that that's gonna come over him as a father and a husband. It's gonna bless your family. It's gonna bless your family. You guys are powerhouses and you're gonna do this together, but I believe there's something in this right now. The Lord said, leave him in here and let's do this thing together. I'm proud of you guys. We love you guys and we love your babies. <laughs> All your babies. You're catching up to produce. <laughs> or you might have passed them. I don't even know anymore. So between these two families, we need child care workers if anybody wants to help out. <laughs> have you accepted Jesus, your Lord and Savior? There you go, just like that. So, Sharnice, by your profession of faith, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit.
come on, come on, come on. What y'all think? We doing good? <laughs> God's good, y'all. Come on, he is so good. Is there anybody else? Like, I, look, I, don't get all excited when you hear this, because I know y'all too long, but last call. <laughs> but come on, anybody else? I'm gonna, here's what I'm going to do. If he's still picking on you and prodding you and touching your heart, and you just ain't got up yet, I'm going to stay in here. We're going to worship. I love you all. I want you all to be blessed. I want you to have a phenomenal weekend and phenomenal week, and we look forward to seeing you next week. But I'm going to sit in here a little bit. So if there's somebody that's been tugging on you, I'm going to stand here for another little bit while we worship, and you just come on up, and we'll take care of this. All right, I love you all. Never been more secure